Hello and welcome back to Read This Next with Nicole and Ruth. Today we are doing another mystery-based theme. Um, I realized that we've been, we've done, I think, three this year. Like this is our third one, which oops, but hey. We're just leaning into the mysteries and and it it is one of the top circulating genres in libraries. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Mysteries and romance, at least traditionally have been the top circling genres. That's interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is that true at our libraries too? I would have to run that stat. I oh, confess yeah. I have not recently taken a look. It's just one of those things that stuck with me when reading like all the library literature is that mm-hmm. those have historically been the top two. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's why we're covering it. <laughs> this uh, this genre, it's not really a genre. It's called Mysteries. It's about uh, books that feature sisters somehow that are also mysteries, because um, that seemed to be a recurring theme that would come up when I was researching. And also, I find sibling dynamics fascinating. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but in TV shows and movies and things, people don't tend to have siblings. And it's very, like in my favorite mm. In my favorite shows, it's very rare to see siblings interacting, especially in teen shows, I think. Fair. And it's kind of interesting because you say that and then immediately like the first shows I can think of have siblings. And maybe it's because my brain is like, like we will one? find the siblings. Oh, I was thinking of like The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, where yeah. It's, like all about the siblings and their dynamics. and their I family think like history. family ones don't count. Like if oh, so, okay. I'm thinking like Teen Wolf, which like the the focus is on like their high school experience right so like if they're in high school they never show siblings it's very rare yeah but yeah for a family-based show absolutely (laughs) i was just i was like as a generalization i'm i'm trying to think of them and now i'm hitting everything that like there's siblings and sibling dynamics although like my sister and i loved um gilmore girls Mm. where there there are no siblings really yeah in any of them in any of the key characters there's not really a lot of sibling dynamics so that's kind of an interesting thing to think about yeah i've noticed that a fair amount especially considering i don't know about you but in my life pretty much everybody i know has a sibling except a few only children so it's yep. it's weird to me that when you're looking at media so many people don't have siblings i think it's just I mean, easier it probably is. I mean, it takes away like a whole dynamic and plot point that you have to deal with. But I mean, we talk about our sisters, so. Mm-hmm. Getting my brothers in playtime too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into it. Um, did we say, yeah, you're, you're going to be the yellow I'm going to lead off with uh, The Missing Years by Lexi Elliott. Um, and we always like to talk about the covers i really like this one i like the sort of like misty foggy look Mm -hmm. but like the the vegetation at the front is still like really lush and green Mm -hmm. uh, sorry isla calder has inherited half of a house the other half belongs to a man who disappeared without a trace 27 years ago her father leaving london behind to settle the inheritance from her mother's estate Isla returns to her childhood home, nestled amongst the craggy peaks of the Scottish Highlands, joined by the half-sister who's almost a stranger to her. Isla can't escape the claustrophobic feeling that the house itself is watching her, as if her past hungers to consume her. 
She also can't ignore how the neighborhood animals refuse to set one foot within the gates of the garden. When the first nighttime intruder shows up, Isla fears the manor's careless, rugged beauty could cost her everything. Yikes. So very, like, heavily atmospheric. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in knowing the dynamic with the half-sister. Mm-hmm. Because really, she's only mentioned as someone who's almost a stranger, as opposed to, like, what her role might be. Is she the father's daughter, the mother's? Like, I have a lot of questions. Yeah. And also, how do you inherit half a house with someone who doesn't exist? Yeah. I feel like he would have been declared dead and that just would have entirely gone to her. Or yeah, maybe what's going on? <laughs> or maybe the half-sister is the father's daughter and but then wouldn't i have gotten three quarters it's very complicated very. you know what we're just gonna have to read the book i will we'll say out. this is my worst nightmare uh is being in the bush or like the craggy peaks of the scottish highlands just like away from society and then people showing up at my house in the dark of the night that's terrifying is the intruder a person or is it an animal like the neighborhood animals won't set foot but we you don't know, know what, what these intruders point. Good point. Could Just also like, be paranormal. This is a this, lot of questions. A, a lot. lot. Of um, okay, this next one, uh, I've seen it on a lot of lists, so I think it's um, not necessarily a like. Normally, we try and pick books that aren't going to be recommended by other people, but this one, I just I've seen it everywhere, and it's really it captured my attention and uh, like really highly reviewed. Oh like yeah, really well reviewed. Yeah. Um, this is My Sister, the Serial Killer by Oyinkin Braithwaite. Um, okay, so when Corid's dinner is interrupted one night by a distress call from her sister, Ayula, she knows what's expected of her. Bleach, rubber gloves, nerves of steel, and a strong stomach. This will be the third boyfriend Ayula's dispatched in. Quote, self-defense and the third mess that her lethal little sibling has left Corrid to clear away. She should probably go to the police for the good of the menfolk of Nigeria, but she loves her sister and as they say, family always comes first. Until that is, Ayula starts dating the doctor where Corrid works as a nurse. Corrid's long been in love with him and isn't prepared to see him wind up with a knife in his back, but to save one would mean sacrificing the other. And then it says, Blackly comic novel about how blood is thicker and more difficult to get out of the wa- the carpet than water, which is very cute. <laughs> and very true. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very. At least about the carpet. Yes. <laughs> um, very interesting. I don't know how, like, I think on the second time I would have been like, you have a problem. And I'm going to, you know, like, at what point do you draw the line? Like, when do you do the intervention? Yeah. Yeah. When do you go to the police? Because the third time now and potentially fourth coming up? Yeah. Not a chance. Sorry, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Just not going there for you. Yeah. No. Apparently she gets one. Um, No. Not one. Uh, yeah, so is this, was this the one, because you were saying before we started filming that one of them was on your list. Was it this one? Yeah, it was. And I actually borrowed it from the library. And then I had too high a to read list. 
Um, I've also, I think I mentioned to you before, it would be really fun one day to do a list of um, books by Nigerian authors. Mm. So this was also on my radar for, for that kind of a list. I'll have to get that one started because we need a few more lists for the I do have a few year. books already for you. So I will Fabulous. send them to you and everyone stay tuned. Yeah. It might not just be Nigerian. We might do like a nice African authors and authors in the diaspora. Yeah. Because um, there's some really great ones. I can't um, wait. And interesting, like like some really great Nigerian science fiction to lean into. I'm curious if we've covered any of them. That'll be interesting to see because... So many times we start up a genre, like we start up the list and I'm like, oh, this one would be perfect for it. And then I look and I'm like, oh, yeah, I covered it. Well, it's interesting because, and I think that's something that comes up a lot when we talk about fiction is that where in the past you'd be like, there's, you know, um, mystery, romance, science fiction, fantasy, Westerns, and then general fiction. Basically, mm-hmm. right? And now there's so much interplay between them. And then when you bring in um like the whole scope of authors, mm-hmm. and that so you've got different elements and different lenses that we're looking at the books through. It's really fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of cool to really break down the genres and yeah. see where things fall. I like that. Uh, let's move on to the next one, which also oh. has a very funky cover. It has a very beautiful cover. I love the flowers. Yeah, me too. Um, curious about the person's face behind. Actually, and there's mm-hmm. two faces. Uh, so this is Speaking of Summer by Kalisha Bakanen. Um, on a cold December evening, Autumn Spencer's twin sister, Summer. Ooh, I wonder if they have a spring and, a spring and winter in their family as well. Anyway, sorry. Mm. Summer walks to the roof of their shared Harlem brownstone and is never seen again. The door to the roof is locked and no footsteps are found. Faced with authorities indifferent to another missing woman, Autumn must pursue answers on her own, all while grieving her mother's recent death. With her friends and neighbors, Autumn pretends to hold up through the crisis. She falls into an affair with Summer's boyfriend to cope with the disappearance of a woman they both loved. But the loss becomes too great the mystery to an inexplicable and autumn starts to unravel all the while becoming obsessed with murdered women and the men who kill them. In speaking of summer, critically acclaimed author Kalisha Buchanan has created a postmodern fast paced story of urban peril and victim invisibility and the fight to discover truth at any cost. Interesting. Oh, and it's sorry. There's a little blurb, a little extra information that uh, autumn and summer are twin sisters. Oh, yeah. It said that at the beginning. Yep. Yeah. I I might have glossed over it when I got caught up in the seasons and if Mm. there's any other seasons in the family. Um, But yeah, so. Very interesting. I'm I'm curious if it'll touch on the growing um, crime, kind of crime junkie uh, Mm. genre that people are that's not in. actually true crime it's fictionalized but ties in closely with what's happening in yeah. the world as it is yeah that and the real stuff too like it sounds yeah. like it says that they're becoming obsessed with murdered women and the men who kill them i wonder if it'll touch on that but yeah it sounds um a lot going on sounds good absolutely definitely uh interesting cover mm-hmm. and oh a lot to check out. I also always wonder with twin ones, if there's like a switch in identity. I'm not yes. going to lie. That always seems to come up with twin books. So I'm very curious about 
if there are any elements of that in this one. Some trickery. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one is also a very well-rated author. Uh, they also wrote, they, what did that say? They were us. They, Laura and I, one time were talking about a book. That, oh, they wish they were us. Oh, they wish they were us. Is that? Yeah. Mm, Oh, yeah, I missed half of it. I just made the image bigger and now I can see it. (laughs) Um, We were talking about a different, this was forever ago, and I was like, isn't there a book that has a shoe and blood on it? And we figured out it was this book. But anyways, I'll tell you all about it. Uh, This is They'll Never Catch Us by Jessica Goodman. Stella and Ellie Steckler are only a year apart, but their different personalities make their relationship complicated. Stella is single-minded, driven, and keeps to herself. Cross-country running is her life, and she won't let anything get in the way of being her best. Her sister Ellie is a talented runner too, but she also lets herself have fun. She has friends, she goes to parties, she has a life off of the course. Uh, The sisters do have one thing in common though, the new girl, Myla Keene. Both Steckler's lives are upended when Myla comes to town. Mila was the top runner on her team back home, and at first, Ellie and Stella view her as a threat. But soon, Ellie can't help but be drawn to her warm, charming personality. After her best friend moved away and her first boyfriend betrayed her, Ellie's been looking for a friend. In a moment of weakness, she even shares her darkest secret with Mila. What could that be? Mm. For her part, Stella finds herself noticing the way she and Mila are similar. Myla is smart and strong. She's someone Stella can finally connect with. As the two get closer, Stella becomes something she vowed she'd never be. Distracted. With regionals approaching and college scouts taking notice, the pressure is on. Each girl has her future on the line and they won't let friendships get in their way. Then suddenly, Myla goes, or Mila, probably, I keep (laughs) saying Myla goes out on a training run and never returns. No one knows what happened, but all eyes are on the Steckler sisters. This one looks like, so the other ones were all kind of vaguely with um, sibling dynamics. This one's going to be heavy on the sibling dynamics. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because like most of them have been, you know, we've been looking really at, adult dynamics like these are grown up basically yeah um siblings who are inheriting houses <laughs> dealing with crimes searching for someone who may have become victim to a crime because we really don't know what's happened to summer right mm-hmm. but this is um high schoolers high schoolers but like pretty dark yeah i i think jessica goodman writes pretty dark um mysteries there definitely seems to be a genre at least that i've noticed in the ya area where they i think mysteries are becoming more popular maybe it's because they just have better covers now but maybe i think there's something i feel like there's more mysteries than when i was uh when i was reading as a as a teen i feel like they're coming up more and more but the cover makes sense now yeah it totally does and i mean I think there were a lot of mysteries when I was a teen, but we're from two different generations of teen. Mm-hmm. So I think there'd been like a switch to fantasy, I would say. Yeah. 
and dystopians and, when I was. I was going to say for you, it was probably like the dystopian, like. Like sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That was. And huge. then like, and then some of the issues books. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Those were getting popular. I want. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, everything goes in a circle, right? Yeah. Interesting. I just feel like it was like romance mystery stuff when I was in high school. Like you think about. Or like early teen, like the Christopher Pikes and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Was, well, Hardy Boys has been out forever. Oh, yeah. Was that when you were a kid? Was that popular? Hardy Boys was like before, like, and, and they're more kids than so. YA. Yeah, like, they fall in an interesting area. Yeah, because yeah. like Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys were definitely books that we read, but I would say those were sort of like more tween mm-hmm. than teen. Juvenile fiction. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so as we've gone on, our next one is White Fox. I do really like this cover. Mm-hmm. It's very like, now I'm like, is this going to be another twin one? Or is it just like an interesting mirroring? It definitely um, implies it. Yeah, so we've got two women. It looks like they're running in opposite directions. Could be in a nightdress. Like it's very... Could be a dress, could be a a, a nightgown. Mm-hmm. And then this like really gorgeous greenery in the background. So this is White Fox by Sarah Faring. After their world famous actor mother disappeared under mysterious circumstances, Manon and Thais left their remote Mediterranean island home, sent away by their pharma tech tycoon father. Okay. Opposites in every way, the sisters drifted apart in their grief. Yet their mother's unfinished story still haunts them both. And they can't put to rest the possibility that she is still alive. We've got a lot of, we've got a, a few mysterious disappearances in this. Mm-hmm. At least this is the third. I, I think, think so. Yeah. No, fourth. Because, yeah, a lot of mysterious <laughs> disappearances. Lured home a decade later, Manon and Thais discover their mother's legendary last work, Long Thought Lost. White Fox, a screenplay filled with enigmatic metaphors. The clues in this dark fairy tale draw them deep into the island's surreal society, into the twisted secrets hidden by their glittering family to reveal the truth about their mother and themselves. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It sounds good. Sounds, I believe this one's a YA as well. Um, Just based off the age of the characters alone. But yeah I'm... it is really interesting too with these whole mysteries that like they're they are almost all with missing people or mm-hmm. disappearing under mysterious circumstances looking back through what we've talked about already my sister the serial killer is the only one where there's not someone who's dis- mysteriously disappeared mm-hmm. yeah I'm i mean curious. it is a good it's trope in mysteries right like it's a solid one all right well then you get us into the next one okay girl waits with a gun which is by amy stewart and this is the first in a series uh okay constance cop doesn't quite fit the mold she towers over most men she has no interest in marriage or domestic affairs and has been isolated from the world since a family secret sent her and her sisters into hiding 15 years ago one day a belligerent and powerful silk factory owner runs down Uh, runs down their buggy, and a dispute over damages turns into a war of bricks, bullets, and threats as he unleashes his gang on their family. When the sheriff enlists her help in convicting the men, Constance is forced to confront her past and defend her family, and she does it in a way that few women of 1914 would have dared. Uh, Obviously, 1914, the cover 
is the same idea. It definitely tells you that it's not a current book. Mm -hmm. And um, I also imagine, I can't confirm, but the series is called Cop Sisters, like their last name, K-O-P-P. Um, I imagine each one would feature a different sister. So it might be over the entire series you see their dynamics yeah. together. And it's interesting too, like, they must have been a really exceptional family seeing the the note that you added that it's based on the forgotten true story of one of the nation's first female deputy sheriffs. Oh, I didn't add that note. That was just from Goodreads. But yeah, I didn't. That's cool. So and now I'm interested in like what the other sisters may have been up to and what. Yeah. You know, obviously this was sort of a really pivotal moment in their lives when the um, silk factory owner runs their buggy down. <laughs> I just like the word buggy. <laughs> I like Person it. Person buggy. Yeah. Yeah, it's and... an interesting one. And like a really um I like I like the cover, like just the use of the three colors of the sort of off white, black, and red. It's mm -hmm. very um it's a really sharp visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like we've got one more and then I'll wrap it up for us. Okay. So I will get us into death at high tide this also is the beginning of a series the island sisters mystery it's by hannah dennison when evie meets husband robert suddenly drops dead of a heart attack a mysterious note is found among his possessions it indicates that evie may own the rights to an old hotel on tregoric rock one of the isles of Scilly. still grieving evie is inclined to leave the matter to the accountant to sort out her sister Margot, however, flown in from her glamorous career in L.A., has other <laughs> plans. I love these like bits of glamour that come in. Envisioning a luxurious weekend getaway, she goes right ahead and buys two tickets, one way to Tregaric. Once at the hotel, used in its heyday to house detective novelists and more fixer-upper than spa resort, after all, Evie and Margot attempt to get to the bottom of things. But the foul-tempered hotel owner claims he's never met the late Robert. And even after Evie finds framed photos of them alongside Robert's first wife in his office. Wow. Mm. Don't know you, but I have a picture. Maybe he goes by a pseudonym, different name. Maybe. The rest of the island inhabitants, ranging from an ex-con receptionist to a vicar who communicates with cats, aren't any <laughs> easier to read. <laughs> Okay. This sounds like I'm it has in. some like fun quirkiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when a murder occurs at the hotel and then another soon follows, frustration turns to desperation. There's no getting off the island at high tide. And Evie and Margot, the only current visitors to Tregaric, are suspects one and two. It falls Ooh. to them to unravel secrets spanning generations and several of their own if they want to make it back alive. Ooh. If you're suspected of murder, like, is it automatically death sentence here? I guess. Is that what they're or suggesting? there's something more going on? Well, I don't know. Or maybe the 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 real killer is targeting them, kind of thing. Right? Hard to say. This screams, I think, based off the description that when high tide is there, they can't get out. Close circle mystery. Yes. And also a little bit cozy because there's a cat on the cover. Come on. And a vicar who communicates with them. Yeah. What does that even mean? Uh, I love it. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, and it is a really interesting cover because it looks like, you know, water on both sides, but then like uh, stairs up to what is presumably the hotel. Yeah, I think that's where the tide would cover like that. Yeah. 
that path in between the hotel and the cat. But yeah, it, it sounds, sounds kind of cute and just fun, which is, yeah, a lot of these are more serious and mysterious, whereas this mm -hmm. one is serious, mysterious, and silly. Yeah, and no one has actually, like, disappeared. We we yeah. know that either you've had a heart attack or you've been murdered. Like, there's Two no options. So far, you know. So far, they, yeah. They, they may <laughs> offer more. We'll see. Uh, well, with that all being said, unless you have anything else to add, I I'll wrap us good. up. Okay. Lovely. Uh, then thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And uh, we're at TBAPL across the board on all socials. And you can get our show notes at www.tbplofftheshelf.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye.